0: Welcome to the Jade Balden Love, Light, and Healing podcast, where Jade discusses the secrets of energy balancing with faith so you can break through emotional barriers and experience more happiness and fulfillment in life. Here is your host, Jade Balden. Hello, thank you for joining me today in this episode. Today I want to share with you my story, my journey to love, light, and healing. So. Let's go back in time a little bit. I was that kind of person that was trying very, very hard to be my very, very best. And I was checking all those good boxes of what I was supposed to be doing according to social standards. But However, I never felt like my best was ever good enough. So I was never quite happy. So are you feeling that way too? Is that you? <laughs> So let me share with you. Maybe we'll give you some inspiration. Um, So at the time, I had a very shallow understanding of what happiness is. Um, Happiness was found in short bursts of joy connected to events and attached to material things and circumstances. But I had a lot of stress and disappointments and feeling never quite good enough. I was depressed a lot of times, stressed, hurt, offended and drained by the dramas of life. But I didn't know any different. So that was my norm. So I settled for mediocrity, that rat race that everyone else is doing, right? So I think that's just normal. That's like everyone else. But um, you know, when I was looking back, I was thinking I was always searching for that miracle break. Um, that something outside of me to fix it. I was spinning my wheels, but I wasn't getting anywhere. I was not self-aware enough to recognize that I wasn't fully aligned to my higher self and God. So, fully aligned means we have a deep, divine, peaceful reassurance and divine connection, um, regardless of any situation we are experiencing. Uh, alignment means the physical body is healthy and we are enjoying the abundant sense of time. And um, expanding personal power and ever increasing financial freedom. So I wasn't experiencing that. Um, I had a lot of self criticism, right? And I felt like, and I actually believed that life is hard and that I was a victim to all of its challenges, okay? Um, in reality, I couldn't have been more passive. I was operating from a place of fear. And I did not have as much faith as I thought I had. The good news was I had a righteous desire and I had a, a good heart. I went to church and I prayed and I tried to do scripture study as perfectly as I could. Um, you know, I dressed modestly, I, you know, tried not to swear and, you know, do all the things I could do, right? Um, But then, you know, I still couldn't feel that flow of progression. Things felt like uh, it was moving along. I felt stuck. And in reality, if I could put words to what I was experiencing, I was feeling uh, energy conflict. Okay, so I needed to do something to get unstuck. So even my um, devotion to God was fear-based. I was very hyper-vigilant and looking beyond the mark. And uh, today I learned that um, I wasn't following my heart compass, right? I um, was relying on my limited understanding. Okay, so looking back, it made me unconsciously, um, subconsciously self-righteous and prideful. I was always judging myself that I wasn't enough. Okay, and then subconsciously, I was actually judging others for not meeting my standards, which I was convinced was what God wanted, too, God's standards, too, right? Um, So, if they, you know, they weren't doing it perfectly right either. So, we're all naughty, right? So, this virtue of self correction, it was, uh, it went to an extreme. So, it became self judgment. So, I thought. Um, that since I loved God, I must always sacrifice and endure to the end like a good Christian do, or, you know should. And um, you know, for some reason, somewhere, I adopted the um, false belief that Christians are martyrs, and that means I have to um, live this tough, regimented, uh, rigid life, disciplined, and there's no room for mistakes and there's no room for fun. And it's silly, it's either-or mentality, right? I was so ready to die for Jesus and Heavenly Father, but my friend, I had no idea how to live for Jesus and Heavenly Father. So nowadays, I've grown up a little bit, and I have a better sense of balance. And uh, I know how to rest and play and have peace and pleasure and deep joy. So my life is more bright and blissful now. And I no longer feel the need to be overly busy and stressed just to feel important and righteous. Okay, so I don't feel attached to um, the need to prove myself, to explain myself to anybody anymore. So that's pretty cool. So I'm very grateful for this opportunity to resolve those false beliefs and clarify my foundation of faith in Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. Many of the false and limiting beliefs that I had was um, from generations ago, from society, from culture, and from the way I interpreted the world as a child Okay, in those formative years. So I am going to help you today to maybe look at your story and um, see where you can um, change the beliefs and the thoughts that may not be supportive. Okay, so... Um, let's go back here's my backstory Uh, around six years into my marriage uh, we were living in Australia and my health was declining rapidly I was 28 and felt like an old invalid (laughs) I birthed um, four kids in a short five-year span so I had twins um, so the kids were two years apart and uh, you know, pregnancy really drained the nutrients out of me but in hindsight I recognized that I was already nutritionally deficient before I was pregnant um, and then I became this natural birthing breastfeeding mother um, and I gave it all I got right I I breastfed and nursed and nursed and until, you know, I had nothing left f- uh, for me. Um, and, you know, I just got sicker and sicker. Um, but I, you know, didn't um, have time for that. Uh, you know, I was sick and tired of being sick. <laughs> um, and other people complained about their parenthood and that's how, that's how it should be. And then I felt like, well, <laughs> I need to you know accept that's the norm that's how it is um, so I settled for mediocrity right so back then as a new mum I just you know added more and more to do's on my list of things to do you know along with being a good wife and a good friend and a good daughter and a good child of God I needed to be the best mum now as well. Um, so you know, using on top of my um, childhood development training as uh, from from college, from university, I did more research, and you know, did more things. I provided piano lessons and dance lessons, and um, to try to keep my kids fed and clean and healthy and well behaved, and you know, everything. I just tried to do everything, um, and of course, that perfectionist, right? Um, <laughs> You, you get to a point where it's too much, right? So I rushed through tasks and milestones and I didn't really pause to take a moment to um, appreciate what I've achieved um, and celebrated the world wholeheartedly, right? I did not sleep well and I never felt this profound stillness and relaxation. Hypocritically, I wanted everyone to be happy but I was far from being that example of happiness, right? I had painful migraines, a severe debilitating vertigo, um, arthritis in my hands and back, had 30 plus allergies, weight gain, uh, gut problems, skin problems, gum problems, and very destructive depression. So, my friend, if you're listening to this, do you feel something similar to that? Okay. But of course, you know, um, being a mum, you know, I I didn't, uh, you know, feel like I had time to fix this and pause and and help myself, right? Um, A mother, um, when she experiences depression, right, and other miserable illnesses, the whole family suffers too. And I didn't realize that. I just kept on plowing through and medicated each symptom and moved on, right, and ignored it. Right Until one day I found myself snapping and yelling at my sweet kids like a mad woman from the crazy movies, right. Um, my goodness, where did that woman come from? I felt so ashamed and I felt um, you know very mad at myself for for doing that you know seeing those big tearful eyes looking back at me. so I punished myself and I required more discipline and more willpower. Um, And then I became more overwhelmed and more stressed and more depressed. So, you know, that solution um, didn't work, did it? (laughs) Um, But I didn't see how I was responsible for creating all of my own stresses and busyness, right? I didn't see how I was using my creative powers haphazardly creating my own dramas, so I had no idea what great health looked like or felt like. So I didn't recognize that I was unhealthy. So people um, that had good health were probably lucky. They're rich, they um, have good genes and, um, you know, maybe lots of time. But no, I'm busy and I'm important and, you know, I've got kids. So that, that's not uh, a leisure, a luxury that I can afford, Right. Um, so because of that state of subconscious thought and belief, um, I created a combination of poor health, destructive behaviors, nutritional deficiency, lots of tiredness, and then it, it compounded to short burst of negativity. And, um, then I felt guilty afterwards. So it's just this vicious cycle and I hated myself more and then I started to believe that, um, I was a horrible mother and a horrible wife and just simply a horrible person, right? So, I mean, that's what Satan would like you to think, right? You know, if you do some horrible things, you must be a horrible thing, right? I had no idea. How I could create my own ideal life—a peaceful, loving family life as a, a, a lifestyle—I had no idea where to start. Um, I felt very unempowered and miserable, and um, the thoughts of ending my life just kept coming up. Right. So I had some really good uh, preparatory events that helped me move forward and um, helped me <coughs> prepare me. <coughs> Sorry, propel me uh, forward um, to where I am today. So I had a friend introduce me to um, uh, emotional freedom technique, EFT, um, energy healing. Okay, um, that helped me. I use homeopathic medicine. That helped me somewhat Um and occasionally I had this specialized diet that I had to go on. And that helped me because I was desperate. So I was compelled to be humble, right? Um, but, uh, you know, the person that helped me, I try to rely on her so much for her uh, gifts and talents and her abilities. Um, and I didn't know that I could ever be anything like that, right? So I'm actually very, very grateful for that beginning, Um and you know, it, it just eternally grateful for this journey, uh, because little things um, helped me along the way, and that nudged me along uh, to the, the right path. So this path actually was the beginning of um, alternative medicine for me. It's just looking looking at the the possibility of finding solutions. Um, in an alternate way than through medications, which hasn't helped me, right? But unfortunately, at that time, I was still thinking the same thoughts and believing the same beliefs, and, um, you know, I saw myself the same way in the world. So, of course, I was just merely symptom managing and not permanently healing at the root. So now let's fast forward um, a few years My husband and I have been married for ten years now, and we were living in the U.S. And he was in law school, and I um, had the kids at home with me. And most of the time, um, he was super busy, and I was nine thousand miles away from my family in Australia. Uh, The kids were three, three, five, and seven, and um, you know I didn't have that support group um, that I had when I was in Australia, so it was just me and the kids and um you know I just felt quite overwhelmed and frustrated and depressed over very minor things um and you know I try to push through most days I was good um but you know every time when I felt like was too much and I exploded I felt guilty and just unnecessarily responsible for everything and and, you know the whole world (laughs) um so um At that time though it was good I was barely introduced to the world of essential oils Um, so I didn't know how to use it I just used it to help me with symptom management so I didn't realize that the uh, oils could help raise my vibrations out of darkness it could help me um, as a scaffold As I rebuilt myself, I didn't know that it could do that. So I used it just for symptom management. I kept it there. Instead of medications, I used the essential oils. That's all I thought. That's what I used it for. Okay, so one night, my mind was darker than usual, right? And I believed and I felt, I thought that my children and my husband would be better off without me. So my husband was always so sweet and funny and helpful. Um, and I just couldn't be that way for him and the kids. So when everyone was in bed and everyone was soundly asleep and um, you know was taken care of, I snuck out and went to the kitchen and then I sat on the kitchen stool and then I just cried. I had a knife in my hands and I just cried and I thought you know this is it um, I contemplated taking my life that night and then um, my mind it's just so conflicting so one side of me says go go ahead you know you don't deserve to live and the other side of me says well why you've got a good husband you've got good kids why you've got a good future you know, my family's awesome. You know, my parents, my in-laws, everyone is awesome. Um, and, you know, I just kept going back and forth. And then my husband came out in the dark. You know, he was standing there. He looking for me. And he says, well, he's all, Jade, where are you? <laughs> and um, he saw me and he's like, you're scaring me. Put that knife down. Come to bed. It'll, it will work out in the morning. He's so good. He's always telling me things will always work out. So he coaxed me and um, I put the knife away went to bed and so he's there sound asleep But I kept tossing and turning and I couldn't sleep and it was hard for me to sleep So I went to the oil box and I used more oils Um, You know these essential oils just didn't work for me at that time. I just couldn't let go My brain would not surrender Um, So I it was it was like that for three nights So every day, every morning, I woke up and I was operating on empty. I helped the family get ready for school, get ready, all these things. And, you know, all day long, I pushed and pushed and pushed through. And in the evening, I went to bed exhausted, but I couldn't sleep. So finally, after three days, I had nothing, nothing left. And I knelt down and begged God I didn't want to ask him for anything I just wanted relief I wanted to to know what he wanted from me so um, as soon as I started praying a picture of Samuel the boy prophet came to mind and I recognized what that was about so Samuel the boy prophet he heard God's voice for three nights but he didn't recognize it was God so um, he thought it was um, the, the prophet and um, he finally was told uh, that must be God asking what he wants right so for me I realized wait that this is my third night and I thought oh my gosh is God trying to talk to me <laughs> And I am not listening right so um, being exhausted and sufficiently humbled I just knelt down and said Heavenly Father here I am if you want to talk to me I'm listening so that was exactly what I needed to do at that time so immediately flashes of vivid images came to mind you know and, and it moved very quickly it was like in the movies where people you know had the epiphanies and it was flash 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 so it was like th- that for me um i saw myself with other women i saw myself using and teaching essential oils I you saw just huge amounts of people that I was able to help there is just not enough words to describe what I experienced that night Um, as the pictures flew across my mind I cried and cried with understanding in the heart but I couldn't really wrap my head around what all that was about in words my head just was um, struggling with understanding but my heart understood it my heart remembered it it was like a promise it was like Heavenly Father was saying remember remember what you promised so all this understanding came to me i had promised that i would have these many like-minded companions these women all around the world and they're Called earth angels they're my community they are to help people heal and come back to God and the healing isn't just physical the healing is spiritual so I was so humbled to have this awakening um, I was a little bit overwhelmed but it was amazing I knew that I would only be a school teacher for a short time I knew that I would be financially free because God would fund my mission um, and I knew I would be happy doing what I was doing and that my soul sisters out there would also be happy and they would be awakened to their promises too so here the images stopped and i thought okay wow that's a biggie right so i went back to bed and laid there and as soon as my head hit the pillow a voice came to me and said write it down So I got up, I got a notebook and scribbled it out as best I could. I was sitting on the floor and um, tried to get as much of it out. Just my thoughts, my feelings out as possible. So I wrote it all down and then I snuck uh, back to bed and um, slipped under the covers and then I was out. It was the deep, relaxing... um, peaceful sleep that I've not had in years right so I was so grateful for that opportunity to um, communicate with God and to um, know my calling and I needed to um, understand that it wasn't my time to ship out I needed to shape up and step up to be the best steward I could be for God it's a cowardly action to sh- to ship out i need to be brave and step up never mind what everyone else thinks i need to answer to god right i need to disconnect and unattach myself to what people might think of me and just do my thing All right so i So grateful for those lessons. Um, You know, God um, has taught me, I felt like He taught me prior to coming here. Jesus was the master healer, and I just need to help people remember to come into Him and be healed through Him. All right, so it was just. a very sacred experience. Um, so I learned um, since then to heal myself. Um, I released a lot of emotions and energy, and I don't have any breathing problems anymore no signs of arthritis or degenerative spinal bones Um, my eyesight improved i don't need to wear glasses anymore i um, my skin cleared up i rarely ever have headaches unless i'm detoxing (laughs) Um, my weight is pretty ideal i sleep and rest really well and i am so happy and so fulfilled Um, and so mentally and emotionally um, I feel great, and I'm able to laugh and relax and have more peace. No matter what is happening in the world, um, my heart compass has been able to guide me to discern truths and lies, to see flaws in research, to um, you know understand. Uh, you know connections and retain information when I read things when I look at things it's so amazing. so with the greater understanding and light and knowledge I can have um, more clear abundant downloads from heaven okay I feel this inner um, confidence right that I'm heading in the right direction that I, you know, I no longer need everything to be perfect, right? I know that as I move forward, God will give me another piece of the puzzle and another step to step forward, uh, you know, in and that's all I need. It's just been so amazing that way. So I want you to know that you can have that confidence when you call upon divine help Ask Heavenly Father who you are, who you're meant to be and what you're meant to do here on earth. Okay, I am confident that if I mess up, you know, I will be able to self-correct. My um, heart compass will let me know through the divine discontent that I experience. So I will know how to gauge where I am what I'm doing so if I am unhappy if I'm in the dark right my heart compass is telling me dude you're not heading the right direction right um, and I always feel like I'm enough that's so powerful because I know that as a child I am growing in increments and therefore every step I am enough for that moment right? So like a child, if he's learning how to walk and he falls on his bottom, you don't stop him and pick him up and say, well, you know what? I'm sorry, mate. You're not meant to be a walker. After all, you just have to crawl through life and crawl through college. You know, that's just, you don't do that to yourself. So if you mess up and you, you know, right where you are, right, you're enough for that age, for that maturity. You're enough. So right now, what you know or who you are is enough and you know as you move forward in the right direction God will keep teaching you and um, helping you grow and then that new level is the enough level for what you need for today see you see what I mean okay so there's no reason why we should play God and judge ourselves um, as if we are at the end of our journey already while we're in the middle of our journey right now right so we don't know what's going to be there tomorrow so we have today and we're just going to be happy with who we are and what we are today and knowing full well that we will change and improve tomorrow so the other thing i wanted to uh, share with you is that um, every experience in life is faith promoting Um, opportunity so you know whether you're sick whether you're um, you know in a difficult situation there is an opportunity there for you to grow in faith okay Um, so it's been super powerful for me um, to to see that in in, um, my life so at this time in your life just look at what you're experiencing right um, and know that um, that is a faith-promoting experience. So I'll share with you quickly, so you can have an idea of what I mean. And then in um, other podcast, I will share with you um, other examples. Okay. So my dad in 2015 had a huge kidney stone lodged in his um, in his kidneys. Um, and he couldn't urinate he was actually bleeding when he urinated so he didn't bleed and in the ultrasound it showed a 10 millimeter wide stone so it was just nice and big and it was just sitting in there and it was hurting him he was clammy and very uncomfortable the doctor suggested he go to the hospital immediately for surgery um, but he refused and um, yeah (laughs) I begged him to go because I said, look, this, there's like opportunities, um, there's situations where you do need to go to the doctors in the hospital and, um, you know, you actually need that right now. And he was so stubborn, he said, no. So my mom calls up her, his siblings, so his brothers and sisters um, came and, you know, sat by him, uh, you know, in the living room and, you know, asking him to go to the hospital and they're telling him, look, what are you doing? Why are you home? you're sick, you need to go to the doctors, the hospital, let's go. And he's like, nope, he doesn't want to be caught up in medication, he doesn't want to be caught up in malpractice, he he just knew that he didn't want to go. So he turned to me and he said, you, you help me. And I was thinking, what? (laughs) Okay, so I've never had this experience, I don't know how to do this, Um, but because he put me in a position where I had to, I turned to God, I went into my room, I secretly prayed, and I asked Heavenly Father, I said, look, this is a big problem, he is not well, and it's an emergency, please help me. So I muscle tested, and I asked God for his divine instructions so i used geranium rosemary lemongrass thyme in a base of olive oil in a shot glass and i gave it to him every 2 to 3 hours i massaged him with the aroma touch massage and then i gave him lots and lots of water and then we applied oils over his kidney areas as well so his siblings gave up and went home and dad and i had as as talked um it was awesome because he wasn't going anywhere <laughs> And um, I had his full attention. And he was sufficiently humbled. So I asked him questions about um, kidneys. So I said, Dad, um, the kidneys is um, about criticism and blame and disappointment and feeling unsupported, right? So do you feel that way? And I muscle tested, um, yes, that he did. And he acknowledged that he did. And I said, well, this actually came from your childhood and i told him around this age and he acknowledged yes he said yeah um my dad he criticized and blamed me a lot and um, he was disappointed in me and i guess um, dad felt like he was disappointed to um he disappointed himself as well right and i said well look at the situation today um so lately in the last year or two he's been criticizing and blaming and disappointed in his son which is my brother right and he acknowledged that and he says yeah that's true um i am and i said can you see dad that you have projected that on your son and you know how would how do you think he feels um so he recognized that he his son probably feels this exact same as him you know criticized and blamed and disappointed and probably because of that he um, he kept on making more mistakes he always feels like he's, he's doing it wrong so he just kept on making more mistakes and it was hard for him to do things right okay so that evening he thought about those things and then he went to bed he slept poorly we repeated the oil protocol the next morning the massage the, the water and then we um, talked some more and so about 48 hours later he passed his first stone and it was like one millimeter stone and then he kept passing more and more and it wasn't painful it just um, came out and you know it was so interesting because I a a week later we went back to the doctors and the ultrasound showed he only had six itty bitty one millimeter stones left inside of him from that big stone the doctor was shocked right and um, they just were so surprised how quickly he was able to fix himself so i believed that that 48 hours that we we talked and we oiled up you know was the is was when those stones broke up he um, was able to help himself heal now you know after that he completely healed um, and he felt so much better but what was really good about that situation was he didn't just heal physically he healed on the spiritual level and he's healed emotionally So only a few um, weeks, or maybe it was even a month later, um, we were eating dinner um, and my brother and his family came over and uh, we were sitting there um, waiting for my brother and my dad to stop talking and they just kept talking to one another and (laughs) were looking at each other happy um, because... These two, they haven't talked for a long time and now they can't stop talking to each other. They've healed their rift and they're physically healed as well. So, you know, all the experiences that we have, um, the situations are opportunities for us to um, change and uh, build faith, right? So for me, the lesson was huge. It was rely on God. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to heal his children, right? And um, his ways are simple and powerful and profound. Um, So don't disregard that, okay? Smarter than any expert and specialist out there. Um, And that when he puts his hand into healing somebody, he doesn't just heal them physically. He heals them on all levels, so that has been so powerful and my brother and my dad has had great relationship ever since and you know what would you be willing to pay to heal the rifts in your home in your family you know you would do whatever it takes right to have this strong loving relationship so that's been that's years ago okay that's um years ago and since then my dad has only had one little episode where he felt like there was more stones um, and he knew exactly what he needed to do okay release those emotions and use those oils and um, you know change further right so he learned his lesson and he knew what he could do to change so that's very very powerful our family has gone on vacation together um several times each year we spend um, lots of time having dinners and you know the the family has gotten so close um since then and it wasn't just the one thing um it was uh the beginning of lots of other little things that we we decided to do to um solidify our relationships and uh, strengthen our um, family so you know my friend I just wanted to share with you my story about how I came to this situation Um, so ever since the vision I had I just you know did all I can to do what I needed to do to make that happen and it's been about 10 years almost And here I am, I'm teaching people energy healing. I learned exactly what those oils can do and I continue to learn. Um, I have a wonderful tribe and the tribe keeps growing. So if you enjoyed this podcast and you feel the um, swelling in your heart and you feel a connection to me, go ahead and... um, You know share this with other people connect to me and um, we will become um, a community together to serve god and prepare families to meet god okay and um you know bring more peace to the world okay, through God's love and His light, and the healing will come um, on all levels, okay, when that happens. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to talking to you next time in another podcast. Talk to you later. Bye for now. You've been listening to Jade Balden, Love, Light, and Healing. Visit jadebalden.com for more.